Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Talk Daytime. Tonight we wanted to spend some time talking about the Daytime Emmys, which, as most of you know, happened last Sunday. Yeah, last Sunday evening. Uh, we asked our friend and entertainment reporter, Kristen Burt, to join us and give us um, some scoop and some insight on what she saw and what her thoughts were about the show this year. As always, I've got Kathy here, and Kristen's already on the line, so let's just get started. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. Hey, Kristen. How are you? you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, of course. You can come anytime you want, anytime you have things to gossip about. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm interviewing. Yeah, you know, I'm like, there's always something interesting to talk about. I mean, the daytime Emmys have been interesting. You know, I was there four. I think it was four years ago when that whole live show from the red carpet went disaster. Oh my goodness! That was my yes, first year doing the daytime Emmys. Yeah, that was, that my, was my first year. That was my introduction. The Emmys. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh was no! Year, but you know. It's, and it's been interesting because it's been each year has has had a different flavor to it. Um, it's been at different locations ever since then. Um, and sometimes I think it's really successful, and sometimes I think it misses the mark a little bit. But this year, I felt like was really really good. Yeah, I agree. I thought last year I really enjoyed it last year too. And last year I was like five of six on my like the Bay Award predictions, and I had more right than Cody and Kathy. So that always makes me happy. But this year we didn't do a nomination like prediction show. I think it we kind of just it just kind of went by and it came and went. But yeah, the show was really good this year. I liked that they did Facebook Live and I love Carolyn yep. Tennessee. So I love that she hosted. And it seems like they've they've gone back to like being a serious show after like that disastrous mess that happened a few years ago with the lives and like the internet personalities. Like it seems that they're headed back yeah. to like what they should be. Absolutely. And and first of all, I interviewed Carolyn Hennessy, I want to say about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And uh, I've actually known her for years, um, way before her general hospital fame, like way before, like all, everything that she's done. She's had an incredible career and um, she's always been the same woman, funny, awesome, uh, just a great person overall. Um, but what I think is is fantastic is that they were able to bring someone that knows the entire world um, and then have them host the Facebook yeah. Live because I think that's the right – it's the right note to hit. It's not having an entertainment reporter because unless you have an entertainment reporter that solely covers soap, they're not going to know everything that goes on. She's already entrenched in that world, and I just felt like it was the right thing. Yeah, I agree. Kathy, what do you think overall about this year? Uh, well, um, to be completely frank, I didn't watch the broadcast. I watched a lot of the reels going in and watched, you know, looked at the nominees list. And in some instances, I felt like nominees-wise, they really, they really just laid it out there and gave some really good nominations for some really good acting. In other categories, Thanks. it was like, why are we bossing? And, um, yeah. you know, but as far, as far as the broadcast, itself I didn't actually watch the broadcast I had something else going on that night so uh, I was I wasn't able to see it um, my understanding from what I've seen from most of the people on my Twitter feed was it was kind of hit or miss it was uh, you know they they the, they liked that they had something that they could celebrate and do but at the same token it was like you know kind of a everyone's tired of the daytime industry being treated like an afterthought Um 
So, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a mixed bag. It is what it is at this point. If your networks aren't going to be, aren't going to show the the awards, then at least somebody saw it. At least you had somebody hosting that knows the genre. At least it wasn't a bunch of, you know, idiot YouTubers that are, you know, asking about raping <laughs> actors on the stage. You know, I mean, so. You know, it's a bonus. I mean, it is what it is. It's what we have to deal with now with daytime where uh, it's seriously just taking a battering as far as respect goes in the entire industry. So um, at least we had something out there, um, you know, and, and they got people got to celebrate and have their moment. So I guess there's that. Well, I do think well, that was it. Go ahead, Kristen. I'll go after you. <laughs> oh, okay. I just was going to say, first of all, the, the show is archived, so if you want to see it, it's up on the Daytime Emmy's Facebook page, so you can watch it, um, which is kind of nice that oftentimes we don't get to see those broadcasts again. It's like the Oscars. Once it's aired, that's it. You don't get to see it again unless they chop it up in bits and pieces on YouTube. So I love the Daytime Emmy's. It is still available. Um, the venue yeah. that they had it at was a lot nicer than last year. It was at the Westin last year. This year was at the Pasadena Civic Center, which is beautiful, even though it was a gazillion degrees. Um, and, and another thing that's affecting daytime, and people really need to realize this, um, so if you have the opportunity to watch your show live, do so. It matters. Because Sean Spicer, our press secretary of the United States, his daily press yes. briefings, because um, it's become kind of a circus with the media and the current administration, he is, he is pulling away viewers. So, yes. um, you know, tape Sean Spicer and, you know, if you are like someone that's, you know, debating whether you're watching Sean Spicer or whether to watch Bold and Beautiful or whatever else, watch your watch show. The um, support them well, as, as much as you can. And with that, like, it irritates me today. So today was, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know, Jane Elliott is leaving General Hospital. Today was her last, it was supposed to be the last episode that she's in. It was her farewell episode. And it was preempted by ABC News. And, like, it obviously it upsets people at General Hospital because it's out of their control. And I saw a ton of tweets from, like, the showmakers and those people saying, like, this, we, there's nothing we can do. Unfortunately, they think that this is important, you know, <laughs> basically. And it I mean, is. The House it is. preempted it, yeah. Well, it's important to, you know, to those who would like to it's, watch well, it, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the yeah. problem is, and, and, you know, I had, like, a barrage of, like, Dancing with the Stars tweets coming in as, like, this historic and, uh, frankly, uh, to me, it's a negative um, uh, bill yeah. that, the, that the House passed because it does affect all Americans and it affects people that are self-insured and it affects people that are under employers and plans. It affects everyone. Um, and hopefully, well, you know, that politics aside, you know, they'll figure out that, that out down the line. It does affect all of America, and I was like, I'm going to stop tweeting for right now because I feel like this should take precedence. However, um, for General Hospital, Jane Elliott, her career, her legacy, it is, I understand completely, it is frustrating to be like, we have led up to this buildup, this day, this moment with her, um, and then, you yeah. know, the timing of it was just well, like, really? In all, serious, <laughs> in all fairness, they did say that tonight it will be us on the ABC website, it'll be on Hulu, on demand. But what bothered me is they let the like one of the markets, the later in the day, like the three o'clock market, I believe, they got the show, and like here I'm in Central Time, like Alabama, so mm-hmm. I get the Atlanta market. I only got ten minutes, and then it was preempted because we had to have something being signed. <laughs> we had to watch the council vote basically. 
basically. That's all that was happening. Yeah. So I didn't get yep. it today. I know. But I think that one market did get it. But they're going to re-air it. But unfor- it is unfortunate because her entire, like, career on television and today was supposed to be the last. And, like, people returned for this. And it was this whole thing. And it was preempted because we had to sign a health care bill. <laughs> and I know yeah, it's kind of a weird day. I'm a I'm a streaming watcher anyway, so I won't be able to see it until tonight when it's on Hulu because I watch everything streaming. We don't need, we haven't had cable in something like four years now. Um, so I'm a DVR I'll, I'll be watching it tonight. But but I'll be honest, this is uh, I'm, I, I'm going back to DH to watch Jane Elliott. I don't know if they can bring me back yeah. after that. I just I'm so underwhelmed by what they've done for a, a, a farewell story for her. Um, I'm yeah, very dismayed that, I, you know, that at the, there we go. There's an example right there. That was one of the things I saw complained about at the Emmys was that um, more emphasis wasn't made on, hey, you know, this legend, and she is a daytime legend. She's, what, mm-hmm. been on five different shows? And, yep. and we couldn't, you know, the GH, Frank Valentine couldn't even make mention of the fact that she was going. Um, but he managed to thank one yeah, actor not, for everybody else. It's just, you know, it was bizarre. Yeah, I did. There's so many bizarre things that happen at the daytime Emmys now, and it's just um, just this weird little mixed bag of sometimes really great decisions and sometimes really questionable what were you thinking decisions and then complete (laughs) fantasy land speeches. So, I don't know. Should be an interesting watch when I do get around to it, though. Yeah. I did see a lot of mixed feelings on social media, but negativity aside about the Emmys, because yes, there is plenty of stuff that's negative, and there's also a lot of negative we can say about our show being preempted. Um, I want to talk about the fashion and all of that kind of stuff at the Emmys. So, Kristen, who stood out to you? Who was your favorite looks? And did you was there anybody that just completely like your best dress? Yeah, you know. Um, Carla Mosley had this, the most gorgeous turquoise gown, and I forgot to tweet out the photo. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll tweet it out after I get here just going, it's so pretty because I got a really nice profile view. Um, but it, just a reminder, and I said this a couple times in my social media post, it was so hot that day. There was no yeah. um, tent or anything over the red carpet. And Pasadena, just to give you guys an idea, Pasadena is a beautiful area, very upscale but it's an area that is probably, it's just outside of L.A. proper, and it's probably about, like, 8 to 10 degrees hotter than L.A. So we've been having a very warm spell. So it's been about, like, yeah. 80 degrees in Los Angeles proper. So it was about 90, and then everyone's on, you know, you know black tar, <laughs> and there's no yeah. scent over um, the red carpet. And, you know, Carla had on this gorgeous heavy gown, and she was in the middle of um, her interviews and she goes I think I'm gonna faint and so they grabbed her really quick and they pulled her over to like the shaded area and started fanning her and uh you know did that for about five to ten minutes got her some water and then she went back and did interviews I mean I thought that was really impressive but her gown yeah gorgeous even though it was hot can we just say that is every time when she steps out in public that she isn't flawless oh my gosh what a beautiful that's true that's true Stunning. Stunning. The other person that I loved was Rain Edwards. She had a gorgeous gold gown, um, but that I felt like was very on trend. It kind of had the lace. Um, It kind of had um, 
the asymmetrical hemline, like shorter in the front, longer in the back with a really pretty train. Um, she looked young and youthful, uh, but not too young and not too mature. Like it was just like the perfect, like on trend gown for the red carpet, yeah. especially where she was nominated too. So it was a big coming out for her. And I love, I also love what Carolyn Hennessy wore. I, I love both of them because she wore a gown the night before to create I mean, I love both of them. I loved what Kate Nancy wore. I thought it was gorgeous. And I'm trying to mm-hmm. think who else. I can't remember. Oh, and I liked um, Robert Palmer Watts. I liked his burgundy, or his, yeah, his burgundy suit. Uh, I thought that was different. I liked that. And yeah, everybody, yeah, I, didn't yeah. see, I didn't see anybody this year. And I was like, what were you thinking? But maybe I didn't you know it's so interesting because daytime Emmys is usually like a hodgepodge. It's really like a mixed bag when it comes to fashion. Yeah. And I felt like this year I was like, wow, everyone stepped up their game. I don't know what happened. I don't know if people were like, oh, God, yeah, everybody that, or why did they looked good. And for the men, you know, it's very on trend to wear a colored suit or tux. Um, most of the men wear yeah. kind of that midnight blue right now, but you know, when someone steps out in a burgundy tux, it looks really, really sharp. And I also like, um, oh, was it what I was going to say? I don't remember. But Kelly Monaco, we can't forget Kelly Monaco because um, I'm pretty sure that her cleavage should win an award for its performance at the red carpet. And who else was it that I was going to mention? I can't remember now. She got a lot I of she looked amazing. Yes, and there a was a lot of blowback. I saw a lot of rude tweets. Yeah, and there was a lot and of um, like the deep, the deep cut in the front as well. I noticed. Yeah, it was a deep V, and you know, here's my thought. Um, on this because I do all the award shows, you know, from Emmys to daytime Emmys to Oscars, and not a single person, including the men, looks in the mirror going, "I hope I get worse dressed." Nobody. So, you know, maybe we've all gone out in an outfit that you thought was good in the mirror, and then you get out there, and you're like, oh, this wasn't the best outfit I picked. And it's not. And, and, you know, so people just continually, like, criticize someone like Kelly Monaco for what she's wearing. I'm like, she liked it. She felt good in it. She's got a a beautiful body. Um, I thought she looked amazing. I have a girl crush on her. Yeah, I thought she looked great. Absolutely. Well, here's my thing. Like, Don't make a, if you don't like the dress or you don't like the cut or you don't like the style on her, just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, you don't have to be negative. Well, and you know what, Kelly yeah. Monaco, everybody knows that she's a very confident woman. She is not ashamed of her body, and I wouldn't be either. If I was built like Kelly mm-hmm. Monaco, I'd probably wear what she wore. Um, I think that, first of all, I love her confidence. I love that she wears what looks good on her body, regardless of what anyone thinks, and I thought that she looked beautiful. And I was super jealous. I was, like, I have a hardcore girl crush on that outfit. So, more power to you. You know what? Get it, girl. That's how I yep, feel. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do it. That's it. I also, you know, I also liked, um, yeah, I liked Laura Wright's outfit as well. I thought Laura Wright looked gorgeous. And um, mm-hmm. Chloe Lanier from General Hospital. First of all, I don't know how she didn't die because she wore, like, that high-neck black dress. But, and it was velvet. The top was velvet would have, like, had a heat stroke, but she looked gorgeous, too. Everybody looked really good. I don't remember seeing anybody that I was like, what were you thinking this year? And normally I have that person, like, if we're being honest. Yeah, you know, so. you know, it was interesting, too. There was, uh, Jen Lilly was there doing the red carpet, and, you know, she's not nominated, yeah. and she's not on days right now, but 
at the same time, she was there supporting her friends because it was still on the cycle of when she was on the show. Right. Um, and she wore a black pantsuit, a jumpsuit, and she looked great. Like, it was perfectly appropriate because yeah. she wasn't a nominee and she wasn't a presenter um, and she wasn't, you know, on the show anymore. But it just, it was really well dressed up it was and really well assembled. It was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah, and I have to, I, I love Jen. She has been our guest not on here, but on weekdays. I love her dearly, but I do have to say, I was not a fan of the pink dress she wore to the Emmys last year. That's who I was thinking of when I was, so what were you thinking kind of thing. I did not like the pink. I thought it was, it was unique, and it looked good on her, but it, I just wasn't a fan. But I thought this year she looked amazing, and she really, like, she was on point this time, and she it was very subtle considering, you know, she's not a nominee or anything like that, and I, I, I agree with you completely. Yeah, and, and that's the interesting thing, too. Um, people really, there is kind of a hierarchy of how you dress. Like, if you, and Jen kind of abided by that, yeah. which is, you know, great. When you're there representing the show, when you're there as a nominee, when you're there as you know you're going to win, because sometimes you know it's your year, um, and you see this at the Oscars, like, you know, you, you come out with your yeah. big, huge dress because you're like, this is my moment. So um, there there are ways to sort of choose the, the most appropriate thing, and, um and I think that that's great. I think that everyone really did a good job of I other than the heat. Like, if we could have handled the heat, that would have been better. But other than that, we were all yeah. hot. Yeah, funny. I agree. <laughs> well, what you said about, um, like, the hierarchy of the way you dress. Like, I remember it might have been 2006, I think, maybe. Kelly Monaco went to the daytime Emmys, and she wore a gold gown. She looked absolutely stunning. She looked like a goddess, like, Everybody, this picture is pretty famous as far, like, as far as her fans go, you know, the picture from the Emmys that year, because she was nominated. And then, like, normally when she goes, she'll, she'll wear something very simple, you know, black, white. But I just, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying with that. Like, the year that she was nominated, when she was nominated, mm-hmm. she was dressed like she was going to the Oscars, and she looked amazing. So, and you should. Yeah, and I thought just, you don't know. And this is the thing with nominees. You don't know if this is your only nomination in your career. You have no clue. So you might as well go out. Yeah, go out, hire the stylist, hire your best makeup and hair people, and go all out. Because you want that photo to hang on your wall, whether you win or whether you don't. Agreed. Uh, Because nominations is an an honor no matter what. And um, you want to look back on that and be like, great, I looked good, I felt good. Even though I didn't win, it didn't matter. Yeah. Okay, well, really quick, because I know we are, we could talk about fashion all day, but I want to talk a little bit about the winners and, like, um, you know, the winners who didn't win and uh, if you, if there were any shockers as far as you were concerned, and Kathy, you as well, because I know that you're, you watch more of them than I do, because I only watch DH and occasionally Dave. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll start with Kathy, because was there anybody that you saw that won that surprised you or somebody that you thought, like, you know, shouldn't have one necessarily? Well, first of all, I'll go in and say that um, the lead actress category was stacked with so many good nominees. Um, actually, you could have picked off any one of those, and it would have been a legitimate winner. And it seems like that seems to have been the trend lately. Yeah. The lead actress um, category is just, they, they do a really good job picking those. Uh, Tina Tognoni mm-hmm. won that with Young and the Restless. Her reel was fantastic. Um, my 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 choice probably would have been Nancy Lee Grand just because even though her yeah. story's been kind of a mess and all over the place with it, she has played it to the hilt this year, um, and her reel was I amazing agree. too. Um, 
that said, I can't fault them for choosing uh, Gina because, man, she had a powerhouse reel as well. She had some really good meaty material to play. Um, that crazy doppelganger storyline that, you know, and basically, you know, everybody was screamed for a long time, hey, why why aren't they focused on the fact that she's been in essence raped this entire time? Um, and then when it came time, they played it. They played that beat, and they played it full out. And, um, you know, she sent some great material, and it paid off. Um, so I was really pleased to see that entire category was just, it, it was nailed straight on. Um, so to, to be completely frank, uh, I think they missed the mark on um, on on lead actor. Um, I, I thought felt I felt like for a long time Billy Flynn has been well overdue since he came on the scene at Days. He has consistently given good material. He is consistently amazing at it. He consistently raises the bar with everyone in scenes with him. He had some terrific material with Kate Nancy, um, which again I thought was a, a good winner for that category. I thought she was the perfect person for that category. Yeah, she was. Um, she was surprised. You know, I was so surprised backstage. Yeah, I mean, well, I can't. Yeah, I was gonna say I have to. I have to say that I'm glad she nailed it. There were a couple of people in that category and supporting that that could have really uh, gotten it. Marie Horsford uh, for Bold and Beautiful. You know, she that would have been uh, that wouldn't have shocked me in the slightest. She had some really good material too, and she plays yeah, just like the year before previously. With all of the uh, Avant scenes, they, you know, she she had some really good meaty stuff. Uh, the Kate Mancy, well deserved on that one. She had, you know, she she took the trip to Crazy Town and played it to the hilt. Um, but I was I was yeah. very very disappointed about Billy Flynn. I feel like I feel like they missed the mark there. Uh, to me, honestly, the younger male category was just a throw off category because. Brian Carrig was the only one that was actually given material. Everybody else barely had piecemeal themes here and there to split together, and you know, um, it kind of felt like a gimme. Um, I have a question I don't, on I don't Brian know. for um, you guys. You guys have a question on Brian because I, you know I tweeted out, um, and he was saying this. He's like, you know, the door is slightly open for a return if they want to. You know, we have to I work on my schedule, but I would come back. Well, this is yeah. That I got a lot of tweets. I would say I got 95% where people were like, he is, no, don't bring the storyline back. No. And then about 5% were like, I'm totally open for it. Uh, no. the door, the door open, idea. <laughs> thank you, ma'am. If the door is slightly open, please somebody slam it shut. Um, yeah, I'm so sick of Kurtzai on my screen, and I'm sick in particular of that particular <laughs> one either. You know, that, it's well, just ridiculous. Is it the well, let me ask, is it the storyline or is it him or both? It's it a is both. I am usually fairly decent at separating the character from the actor. Um, if you're giving somebody good, meaty stuff, I don't mind playing him. When he first came to GH, I was a big fan. I thought he was playing some really great stuff. Um, he, They had really good material for him. Um, then they just kind of devolved into the whole Kiki, Morgan, Michael Nah, you know who who cared? Um, and you know yeah. it, it it just I don't know it just evolved from there. And then he started the Maurice Bernard method of overacting and yeah. stuttering, and and I just I, I was gone after that. And then and then he started acting okay. like a jackass on Twitter, and that was pretty much it for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let me give my two cents on this because I have a strong opinion about him personally, as far as what I see on Twitter. 
I agree with Kathy. I think he's kind of a jackass. I can't help it when you put it out there on Twitter and make yourself look that way. And for me, that's an issue. And he, you can tell based on, like, his tweets and his attitude on there that he has a huge ego. And, you know, typically with daytime actors, I feel like ego is not as much of an issue. And I feel like they're all very welcoming on social media and they love to communicate with, with their fans. And with him, that I don't think that was really ever the case. He's not super interested in that, like, engagement with fans. And for me, that's kind of important. Like, I enjoy that aspect. And I also just don't like the character. And, like, Morgan drove me nuts. And I was not sad when he blew up. So I'm <laughs> – that door needs to slam shut. Honestly, that's how I feel. <laughs> I just want you guys so, to know this is so interesting. It's so interesting hearing a fan perspective because I've interviewed him a bunch, and he's really nice to interview. Yeah. He's actually very respectful – um, but I would say his personality is not egotistical. It's actually very shy and quiet, which I have a feeling reads as very cocky from a fan perspective. Yeah, well, and I think that in in, pers- in, um, in person it's a little different. Like when you can sit behind your phone and you can tweet because he there were some, I don't know if you're, you recall, but there were some uh, tweets that he sent out that got him in trouble with like mm-hmm. show artists, everything yep. because he said something super offensive. And so like, you know, it's one thing in person for you to be respectful and be nice, and, you know, of course, I'm sure he is, but when it comes to his social media, he needs to step back, because that was an issue, and I know that was an issue for a lot of people, and a lot of people have the theory that that contributed to his exit. I don't know, because I wasn't there, but I also, I followed him on Snapchat for a while, and he has that same kind of attitude on there, and so I think, you know, when you're when it's through a phone or when it's through social media, it's easy to be that way, when you may not yeah. actually be yeah. that way, or it's easy to come across that way. Well, you can't go and threaten, break somebody's fingers on Twitter and then try to sell the rest of your friends, you know, information for that. seven bucks okay. a pop and, and not get some blowback oh, okay. off of that. I mean, let's be serious. <laughs> Hold you know? up. I forgot about I, that. We call him, okay, this is pretty bad, Kristen. Oh, it's not bad. It's kind of funny. We call him at weekdays, we used to call him $7 BC because Brian Craig and everything with him was like $7 to like watch his live stream. And I'm like, really? Like, no offense, but you're not really that famous to the point where like you should charge for people to watch you live stream personally. That's how I felt. And then he did the thing where he threatened like the person on Twitter and like that was a big deal. But I totally forgot until Kathy said that how funny we like, how many jokes there were about the $7 thing. That GH hashtag well, with the $7 thing was, was pretty funny for a while. Well, and it's so silly because it's like, especially now where streaming is so um, readily available yeah. to all of us, uh, the fact that you would ask for $7 is kind of crazy. <laughs> well, and people periscope for, like, people have a Snapchat story. You have an Instagram story now. We have Facebook stories. There's periscope. There are so many outlets. Like, you don't have to go through this, like, fundraising website and like charge people seven dollars to watch you do whatever it is you're doing like that's insane when most people like most actors especially like they'll hop on periscope for 10 15 minutes and you know have fun and like interact with people and for him it wasn't i don't think it was about like the interaction with like through the stream it was more about like the profit from it which is unfortunate but yeah there are, were a lot yep. of seven dollar jokes it was it was pretty funny that was a good time that was, that was fun to make fun of, just in all honesty. That's funny. But well, I mean, young too. Like that's the other thing. Like making all your mistakes yeah. publicly, young like that is hard. Hopefully, like he's learned some lessons. Hopefully, 
um, and yeah. won't, you know, won't be I think he jumping learned from into that. that. He like, all his tweets after that. So, after oh, that yeah, he happened, started he from scratch, his, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah everything. Like, <laughs> but also, okay, well, on the subject of winners, because we can make fun of Brian for, like, the whole day, to be honest, but on the subject of winners, I wanted to mention, I'm so thrilled that Lexi Ainsworth won her category. I, that was awesome news to see on Twitter and everything. And she deserves it. She's an amazing young actress, and I like she was, she's probably only a couple years older than me, actually. But she's amazing, and I love watching her, and I have forever and ever. And yeah, I also liked her outfit. So there's that. Um, she was sobbing backstage. So when we were in the press room, you know, she was just oh. talking about that. Her parents were in the audience. She couldn't stop crying. And I mean, it was real, genuine, like sweet from the heart. Yeah. Like, just I think the impact of winning was moved her and I, I love it when people are so like wow I can't believe that just happened like the shock kind of wears off and it, it, the tears start to flow yeah. because you're like it's coming from such a genuine place yeah and I'm I so glad she was wearing okay. go ahead Kathy I'll talk after I'm you. so glad that she got a chance to I'm so glad she got a chance to come back to G8 because to be honest I always thought that them firing her in the first place was ridiculous then they brought on whatever the rarity my little mm-hmm. pony actress that you know, I remember you know, her. That, that was one step above, one step above Charity Romer. Um, you know, and it, she grew, but still, it was still pretty bad. Um, you know, so I was so glad to see her back, and then I was so glad to see them give her material, even if it just seems like it was just played for, hey, here's your Emmy reel. And thankfully, she had it because she is a great actress. She, we got to watch her, you know, pretty much grow up in her teen years, and she she was good then. You know, I mean, this is one of the yeah. types of people you want in daytime because they have good. the top material, and you just have to keep giving her amazing material because, um, well, you know, as as we hear past, hopefully she'll stay there and she'll she'll keep giving us good performances. Um, so I'm thrilled well, and for Lexi, her. I'm so Lexi glad she carried. Yeah, Lexi carried some heavy storylines too back in the day. You know. And it's so nice to see, like, that, even though this was for last year, it's so nice to finally, like, see her recognized for everything. Because, I mean, she carried, like, a teenage domestic violence story. I mean, she's she's had some pretty intense storylines, and she's incredible. So, and she was wearing um, Brenda, let's see, Vanessa Marcel, Brenda, She was, that's the dress that she wore when she married Sunny on General Hospital. And mm-hmm. uh, everybody noticed that immediately. Everybody was like, she's wearing Brenda's dress. And, you know, she was a so kid, great. or not a kid, but I mean, she was super young when that happened. That was in, like, 2010, I think. And so to see a picture of, like, Vanessa wearing it, like, standing next to Lexi, who was, like, dressed up as one of her bridesmaids, and now Lexi's, like, winning an Emmy, and she's wearing it. Everybody thought that it's such a sweet, like, sentiment, and it was, you know, it's nice to see, like, I mean, look how far she's come since just those days. So I was so happy for Absolutely. her, and I think that she seems like a really great person, so... Anyway, what are your thoughts okay, on Frank thought- Valentini, you guys? I was just going to say, what are your thoughts on Frank yeah. Valentini? Because um, when he came in after well, GH1, uh, you know, he said, we've got the greatest nurses ball ever. And I was, like, tweeting that out, and people are like, ah, we don't care. Everyone's mad at no. him. Yeah. Well, he well, was kind of a- I would tell you. I would tell you what I think about Frank Valentini and his speech, but I would have to thank Maurice Bernard first to do that. And, you know, because I'm not capable of making up my <laughs> Acting any scenes or anything, it's all due to him. So, uh, you know, Amen. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to let him thank him for yeah. me. I, I was not a fan of that. Tacky. I understand there is pressure to go up there 
and uh, do your thing, but, you know. No, I think what was more so. egregious was the backstage, you know, saying that, that Brian Craig and Lexi Answorth won their, won their awards because of him. That was tacky. And, yeah. Well, just tacky. Cheap From the South, it, that's cheap all I got to say. Yeah, I agree. It it cheapened. I think it cheapened like all of the amazing work and all of the amazing. Look at all the people he was surrounded by standing up there, and I think that that kind of discredited all of those amazing cast members and like crew members. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he could have done a better job, and I do understand that there's pressure to get up there and like get it out of the way and like do your thing. And maybe he made a mistake, but you know, at the end of the day, it still happened, and it still happened on video. So. You know, I will say that I saw a lot of people being kind of salty about him not thanking the fans, but that doesn't really bother me. I mean, and I don't expect to be thanked. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. glad when I'm appreciated as a fan, but I don't expect to be thanked for something that somebody else well, is and producing. Well, we all that all the time. Right. Well, fans hear it all the time, but I think that the problem was the whole thing with Maurice Bernard. Like, look at all the people standing on the stage around you. Like, all the talented people that make your job. Like, they're the reason that you get a paycheck. Because without these people, mm-hmm. like, you wouldn't have a show. So, that was kind of an issue. That cast but. was phenomenal. The General Hospital cast, just in general, was phenomenal. I will say that um, I, I couldn't tell you what I think about writing awards because I am kind of surprised, honestly, that Young and the Restless didn't take it simply because it was only the only soap that actually had some solid writing this past year. And I'm choking as I say that because I'm not a fan of Chuck Pratt. But, um it actually had, you know, it actually had some stories, some thought, some umbrella arcs and things like that. Felt like the other ships really, really had poor years writing-wise. Um, I was kind of surprised to see GH take that. But, you know, I mean, you only got four left, and there's a little politics in, in that game, too. I mean, who knows? But And maybe they just didn't like, I don't know what YNR submitted. So, I mean, you know, the, I guess what GH submitted to the mob stuff, right? Um, and yeah. I, I think um, GH also won the Writers Guild this year as well, if I'm correct. Yeah, in they, February. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So there, there's a lot of politics and reputation there. <laughs> Absolutely. And on the note of uh, best drama, uh, we've exhausted our time. We are five minutes over. So thank you, Kristen, for stopping by today. We always love gossiping with you about award shows because there's plenty to talk about. But you'll have to come back always. soon. There are, I'm yeah. sure there will be something that comes up for us to discuss. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm interviewing so. Camilla Banis in a few weeks if you guys are Days fans, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we love her. Well, that's awesome. Well, we will catch you. We, we would love to hear um, how that goes. And, of course, you know, I know it will be on social media, but you're welcome back anytime, of course, and we appreciate you stopping by. So we'll let you go. And uh, hope the rest of your drive is, like, safe and stress-free to wherever you're going. <laughs> Yes, so. I'm, I'm headed a little by the airport downtown to go uh, host a live stream of a ballroom competition. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Well, sounds pretty fun, and I hope that, you know, your trip is stress-free. I know you live in L.A., so that's stress-free. <laughs> All right, I will let you go. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, Kath, um, I just wanted to say really quick, because we are running over, y'all can catch us on social media. You already know the drill, at talk underscore daytime, at emilyc0915, at so much whatever. Let us know what you thought of tonight's show. Give us your thoughts. We're interested in, in what you have to say, and 
we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.